This is the Mighty Quinn. Warning, you guys. This podcast is explicit. Yes. It is adult content. Yes. It's not for kids. The views and opinions are by us and nobody else. So, if you're looking for something without adult content, I suggest you go somewhere else. Bye now. Welcome to the show! I am your host of the Uinda Basement, the Mighty Quinn. Coming to you from the armpit of Utah, the Uinta Basin. How are you guys on this fine and glorious day? Hopefully you're glad to be back in the presence of the Mighty Quinn. <laughs> I mean, I gotta be in the presence of the Mighty Quinn every day, you know. Nothing changes. <laughs> um, how are you guys on uh, this new hour that you guys get to sleep in? You know, we are actually not on daylight savings time anymore. DST. We are on regular mountain time. So, this is what uh, it feels like to be in Arizona. This is what it also feels like to be down the Baja. Mexico. They never change. We are the ones that change. Why are we people that have to keep changing? I talk to many a people and there is not one person that is interested in changing for daylight savings. Just stay on the regular. We can adjust our work hours. Call it summer hours. Call it new fall or winter hours. You know, this is something that uh, needs to be addressed with the nation. Come on, guys. Get your shit together. Let's get out there and let's get this passed. Let's go back to normal. Because I'll tell you what. This morning, my dogs, they don't have any ability to tell time. So they keep getting up at the same time every day. Well, my lab, he decided to get up an hour early. Thanks, Duke. What a good dog. He... uh he definitely uh, he knows his plan, and he's 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 definitely uh, a dog of routine every day. On a further note of this daylight savings, the U.S. was following Europe's example to extend the workday and save energy for the war industries during World War One, which didn't end until November eighteenth, nineteen eighteen. 
DST, or Daylight Savings Time, was replaced when World War I ended, but reinstated during World War II. In 1966, President Lyndon B. Johnson established Daylight Savings Time as a policy with the Uniform Time Act. So that's just a little bit of a history of how this was started. One of the prevailing myths about Daylight Savings Time is that the time change was made to benefit farmers who needed more daylight. In fact, the opposite is true, and farmers are in the main are the main reason the US never had peacetime, daylight savings time until the Uniform Time Act was signed in 1966, according to National Geographic. Farmers had a powerful lobby and were against it, said Michael Downing. A Tufts University professor and the author of Spring Forward, The Annual Madness of Daylight Savings Time. Losing an hour of light in the morning meant farmers had to rush to get their crops off to market. Downing suggests farmers ended up becoming mythical sources of daylight savings time because of how vocally opposed to the time change they were. They became associated into the popular image of daylight savings, and it got inverted on them. It was just bad luck, he said. So if daylight savings time was implemented to conserve energy, does it actually work? In 2005, Congress acting on a myth that daylight savings time always works to save energy, passed the Energy Policy Act and extended daylight savings time by a month to intensely save four weeks worth of energy. At the annual rate of spring, daylight savings time is also a matter of energy conservation. By having a little more natural daylight at our disposal, we can help keep daily energy costs down for family businesses. Representative Fred Upton, uh, Republican of Michigan, who co-sponsored the legislations with the then-Representative Marquet, said in a statement on the bill released in 2013, the California Energy Commission studied the extension and found that 0.18% Energy was saved at best. An Indiana study found that the energy used increased slightly following the state's adoption of daylight savings time. Only some countries adhere to it for years, costing people in Indiana around $9 million. Researchers say increased air conditioning use in the hot evenings and heating use in cool afternoons was partially responsible for the increase. I've never had a paper with such a clear, unambiguous finding as this, said University of California's Santa Barbara economic professor, Matthew Cochin, who presented the paper at the National Bureau of Economic Research Conference. Daylight savings time was extended in U.S. in 1974 and 75 due to the oil crisis. The U.S. Department of Transportation analyzed the time shift and concluded in 1975 reports that electric, electricity demand fell by 1% in March and April uh, follow-up 
report in 1976 to Congress by the National Bureau of Standards found no significant energy savings. The first switch to daylight savings time in the U.S. was met with bands and chorus in New York City to celebrate America's first 23-hour day. A pretty drastic difference in public opinion of the time change now since many people would be happy to get rid of it altogether. If your voice is included in the chorus of people who don't see why we have to keep changing the time twice a year, you're not alone. The NC General Assembly and members of Congress have similar thoughts. This year, North Carolina State Representative John Hardister introduced a bill in the General Assembly to put uh, North Carolina on daylight savings uh, time permanently. And he's not alone in trying to make that a reality for North Carolina. Over the last four years, 19 states have passed legislation or resolutions supporting year-round daylight savings time, according to National Conference of State Legislators. The last three years have seen a number of states really taking a look at why we just stay on daylight savings on a permanent basis. Florida's taking a look at it. Other states are taking a look at it. No surprise, North Carolina is also taking a look at it. Wake Forest University political science John Dinham said. So, basically, with me reading that, yes, I was read. It's not something I memorized. This is the Mighty Quinn. What do you think? I'm going to put all that in my brain? But... No, I thought it was really inter, uh, interesting to find out because I always thought the farmers the one reason why we were uh, uh, going on and off daylight savings. You know, it's just a hard crash on our body, and it's probably not good for us in a healthy way. Um, get out, stand up, fight for your right. Let's get our time back together. Of all the things in the world that we need to really worry about. <laughs> Daylight Savings is top of the charts. Let's move on to a little bit of uh, NFL uh, news. So uh, Terry Bradshaw rips Aaron Rodgers over a COVID flasco. He said, you lied to everyone. I watched this one, actually. Pro Football Hall of Fame quarterback Terry Bradshaw on Sunday accused Green Bay Packers star Aaron Rodgers of being dishonest about his COVID vaccination status. Bradshaw, who is now a co-host on Fox NFL Sunday, made his remarks on the program Amid, a military statue at the Naval Academy of Annalopolis, Maryland. I'll give Aaron Rodgers some advice, is what he said. It would have been nice if he had just come to the Naval Academy and learned how to be honest and learned to not lie, said Bradshaw of, the Packers, Bradshaw of the Packers quarterback. Because what you did, Aaron, you lied to everyone. Um, I, I like Terry Bradshaw and his uh, uh, ability to just call it the way he sees it anymore i mean you get to a certain age and he just he's got five rings on one finger for the super bowl so he feels out that he can actually lash out if he needs to um how i feel about this um rules are made not to be broken um you're not above the rules when you work for somebody um you know aaron Rodgers is guilty of what he's done 
Um, great quarterback, can't take that away from him, can't take away. Um, it, it'd be a lousy deal for him not to go down in the Hall of Fame for something that he's doing now. So um, get and fix what you started, Aaron, is my suggestion. Another football news is Salt Lake City is getting a professional minor league football team. Yep, they are uh, conducting 2022 tryouts. Um, Applications are live. Um, Yeah, so all you guys that uh, did college and didn't make it to the NFL or did make it to the NFL and, and fizzled out, you still have an opportunity to get your ass back out on the field and run around. This would be good. This would be great. This is great entertainment for the state of Utah. I'm stoked. Hopefully it's a counter, uh, it's like a counter difference in schedule. I don't know if that's the proper word, but the difference in schedule of what the NFL is right now and college so that we actually can extend into maybe spring, early summer months, uh, to have something to watch this this could be fun so get out there and try out uh there's more stuff online you could probably google it it does say vintage muscle on their shirts i'm not sure if that's what it is but i just overheard this so with uh the big holiday coming up not black friday my favorite holiday thanksgiving yes I do. I like uh, Thanksgiving, and the reason why I like Thanksgiving is uh, it kind of takes all the the marketing out of things. Yeah, we go and buy food, and they they jack the prices up, and have big sales for um, turkeys and and whatnot. But in a family setting, I think it's a lot easier to acknowledge that. You get together as a family and we're not exchanging gifts. We're actually exchanging food. And to me, this is heartwarming. This is how you get to know your family better. Always over a good meal. In my household, we've always sat around the dinner table. We don't even sit in front of the TV. So it's the same thing when it comes to Thanksgiving. We all pitch in and we start making our meals that... uh, we all enjoy and we want to share and so to me it's made probably with more love you know as opposed to let's go buy presents and give them to all the nieces and nephews all the parents and stuff you know buy frivolous gifts and make sure that our merchants are taken care of no thanksgiving brings back more tradition anymore it's about reading recipes some of them are recipes from your grandmothers or grandpas or sisters and uncles and let's just go on with our whole family in general these are times that you get together and just get to chit chat you know over a piece of pie over some turkey leg you know with a glass of champagne a glass of wine a beer you know it's a good bonding time for me. So to me, this is my favorite holiday. I make quite a bit of different things for Thanksgiving. But what I'm asking for from the listeners is maybe share some of your guys' recipes. Get on the podcast 
group site on Facebook. Give me an email. Share some of your recipes out there with others. Maybe make their Thanksgiving a little bit better. Um, I will share them on any one of the platforms that you would like. And if you just want to share them with me, just tell me it's private. And I'll just keep it to myself because you know me. I like to cook. But I, uh, I'd i like to see that. You know, a little bit of feedback with this podcast would be great. Uh, uh, we haven't been getting a lot lately. So, yeah, I uh, want to hear your Thanksgiving stories, your recipes, what you enjoy about it. So apparently uh, Alec Baldwin, uh, on his set of the rust shooting, he uh, decided from here on out if there is going to be guns present on a set that he wants policemen there at all times. I don't know how that's going to protect them, but they were definitely going to have a policeman at all times checking guns. Um in reading the article that uh, was printed out, um, every film TV set that uses guns, fake or otherwise, should have a police officer on the set hired by the production to specifically monitor weapons safety. This is Alec Baldwin tweeting from his locked account. Um, After the accidental shooting, which also injured director Joel Souza, both Dwayne Johnson and the rookie showrunner Alexi Alexi, Howley banned live guns from their sets. So the Rock's on board too. So now you're going to see some wild fake guns out there. I don't know what to think about this. You know, uh, if you're going to play the part, you better act the part and you better research the part, right? Uh, Johnny Depp digs deep into his parts and almost lives like Jack Sparrow at the house before he does it. So why not get educated yourself on guns? Why not go to a shooting range? You can't be fearful. The people that are fearful of guns are the ones that always usually are the ones that the accidents happen with. It's because they're not educated on it. Guns don't kill people. People kill Gun is just a tool. But the tool in the wrong hands is very dangerous. Especially if it's mistreated and not used right. And those come directly from me. And those are my opinions. I love my guns. And I will always respect them. And I will teach respect. And I will not be around somebody that is uneducated about them. So be good teachers. Good mentors out there, you, uh, the people that actually own guns, um, educate people with them. And that doesn't mean stick it up their nose. Go out and be respectful. The Utah Division of Wildlife Resources just uh, put out a statement. They are calling all wildlife photographers and hunters. We're looking for a new big game guidebook covers. The bison photograph on the cover below was taken by Lauren Cannon, which it's uh, the 2019 uh, uh, proclamation that they put out, just so you're aware, because you can't look down, I understand. 
Um, it was taken by Lauren Cannon in August of 2019 on Antelope Island. We're looking for pictures that meet the following criteria, including big aim, animals, deer, elk, bighorn, sheep, bison, pronghorn, mountain goat, moose, alive or harvested. No blood, tongues, or entrails if submitting a photo of a hunted animal. So be respectful, guys, gals. Must have been photographed in Utah. If selected, you must be able to provide the location the photo was taken or unit where the animal was harvested. So make sure you didn't poach that son of a bitch. <laughs> Just a little comedy for it. Um, picture must belong to you, a family member, or a friend who gave you permission to use. If selected, must be able to provide a high-resolution copy. Email your photo to A-P-E-R-R-E-N-O-U-D at utah.gov. A parenound. A parenound. That's a weird email. A-P-E-R-R-E-N-O-U-D at utah.gov by November 12th, 2021 and put guidebook photo in your subject line. Please note, you will... Not be compensated in your photo if selected for the cover. Oh, come on, State of Utah. Give us some money back, please. But you will receive credit inside the game book. So all you hunting enthusiasts, I know I take a lot of pictures of hunting. I don't have probably anything that uh, is uh, cover book uh, capable. But, uh, you know, get out there. Check it out. I uh, imagine that it's awful offered on their website too at uh, utah or wildlife.utah.gov wildlife.utah.gov all right all right all right it is time it is time to get those pencils sharpened get them out from behind your ears get the notepad and paper out Sit down and relax because I'm going to give you a baked chili Riano recipe. This is something that is amazing and good to eat. Good uh, Mexican tradition food here. All right, if you're ready with your pen and paper, let's go with ingredients. And by the way, this is a baked chili Riano recipe. Ingredients. Four large Anaheim or Pasilla chilies. I use Anaheim. You're not going to find the Pasillas in, in Roosevelt, guaranteed. Two cups cheese, blend of cheddar, Monterey Jack, or Cotija cheese, which is a Mexican cheese. And I probably said it wrong. Somebody will correct me, I imagine. Um... Uh, Chili Riano sauce. This is the Chili Riano sauce. This is the ingredients for it. One half cup of tomatoes crushed. One can of diced green chilies. A quarter cup of chicken broth. One tablespoon of oregano. Two cloves of garlic crushed and minced. And you know where I get my garlic. One half teaspoon of garlic powder. 
and one half cup onions diced. Now let's go with the directions. Roast chili rellenos, grill or broil method, and gently remove the skins. Slice chilies down the middle and open for stuffing. Fill each chili with cheese mixture, reserving some for the topping. Turn the chili rellenos over, stuff side down. Preheat the oven to 375 degrees. Prepare sauce by combining all ingredients in a small saucepan. Bring to a boil. Reduce heat and simmer for 10 minutes to combine the flavors. Pour sauce over the rellenos. Top with remaining cheese and bake for 25 minutes until lightly brown and bubbly. Now, I have a smoker that I use and I just... Uh, roasted my chilies to where they start changing colors and you'll actually get a film that comes off the outside so that you can remove the skin and this will make it softer to where you can cut with a fork if you don't do this it's going to be hard and not as easy to eat so um, you can do them in the oven or on the grill but I suggest uh, you know just paying attention while you're cooking them You'll, you'll notice they'll start going a little bit discolored and get a little black spots. And it'll actually start putting little blisters all over. That's when you know that you can start peeling off that skin. You like that? And serve with some chips and salsa. And then get you a horchata. <laughs> Maybe a splash of rum in it. <laughs> that ought to be good. That ought to be swell. And I would like you guys still to send and upload, copy-paste, whatever it takes. Let's see what kind of uh, harvest you guys got for your hunts. Um, I had quite a few that I got to share. I got to share some of my memories. Um, some of the stuff that I did share was uh, harassing Cody a little bit. He uh, he brought up uh, that uh, he fished more than me, and I just had to show him that uh, the mighty Quinn does get out and does lots of fishing, lots of hunting, lots of hiking. And I enjoy my outdoors, so I want to see the people that enjoy their outdoors as well. Send up some pictures to us, uh, Eskimo.cole at gmail and that's e-s-k-i-m-o dot c-o-l-e at gmail dot com i can spell gmail out g-m-a-i-l dot c-o-m so do that um message me you can message you in a basin or you in a basement oh, man still having trouble saying that um, you can uh, message me on Instagram at Eskimo3481. You went to underscore basement as a, for the podcast site. And then swing on over to Facebook. Um, I'm on Twitter. It's you went to basement at you went to basement. Um, on Twitter as well. Um, I don't understand how to use Twitter. It's there. It's not like anybody comments on it because I don't really put stuff out there. But uh, if you want to get out there and, 
see it be my guest um yeah you got my email you got everything good i I did make a page this week um it's a professional page so that uh um we can distribute more but i will keep the group podcast side up because the followers that are following me right now are local and people that know me and so um cody and i will keep working on that one as well if cody decides that he wants to still stick with facebook because they're changing their name um hi uh, however don't really care (laughs) this uh is episode number 24 and it's in the books and i'm your host the mighty quinn and i am out yeah 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 yeah